Welcome, campers, to the inaugural installment of Tales from Ravenbrook. We are your hosts. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jordan. You ready for this? I think so. I think so. So, uh, yeah, we should probably let our listeners know what's going on here, because we haven't uh, we haven't even advertised what we're doing here. I think we might have we might have actually talked about it like briefly at the end of uh, a Friday Night Fright, but uh, that's been it, right? Yeah, yeah. So going through October, doing a Friday Night Fright every weekend, we realized that um, we started to tell stories from the same town, this town of Ravenbrook, Maine. Yeah, right. Um, Small mountainous coastal town. Yeah. So we got it in our heads that like, wow, it'd be really cool to lean into this and um, really do some world building. So we've decided we're going to do that. We're making it a separate entity, Tales from Ravenbrook, and we're going to build up this fictional, terrifying world. Yeah. Which again, I mean, I know that we've mentioned in passing during these episodes or during the Friday Night Friday episodes, like, wow, this would be really cool to elaborate on. And we need to build a we need to build a map because now we're designating like landmarks and developing a lore yeah. and a history for this area. And what cooler way of doing it than to allow you guys to be a part of it? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to do it through telling stories from from the town each each time we uh, we do this, we're going to hear two new tales from Ravenbrook. Which is, uh, I mean, honestly, it, it's uh, it's almost dreaming big, but I, th- I think we're going to be able to do it well. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, yeah. because we've already came up with some really cool stuff that I wish we could just re-release under this, but that's been kind of like the precursor to this, or whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, yeah. those developmental steps to reaching where we are. Yeah, and um, you know, in ten years when Ravenbrook nerds are discussing are discussing the the history of the town, it's eventually turned into like a tabletop game. At that point, dude, yes, like, that'd be so cool. Um, but the real Ravenbrook nerds will remember the lore from before Tales from Ravenbrook. Yeah, excellent. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Honestly, I think it's going to be a really cool like. St- just step away from what we've well i mean it's reminiscent similar to you know the just sure. the ravenbrook stories from friday night fright but like a step away from our normal formatting and everything that uh you know we normally do with normal episodes and really just settle down for tales absolutely you want to get right into it i i say let's get right into it the first entry to our tales from ravenbrook series is titled Mr. Phantom. November 4th, 2023. The small main town of Ravenbrook was a quiet town, nestled between dark woods and misty moors, where the streets were lined with quaint houses, and the air was thick with an eerie sense of mystery. It was in this small town that a new internet phenomenon had taken root. The legend of Mr. Phantom. It all started with a cryptic post on an obscure online message board. The user, going by the name Shadowseeker, claimed to have uncovered a dark ritual that summoned a ghastly being known as Mr. Phantom. According to the post, 
Groups of children gathered in circles, holding hands, and chanted a sinister rhyme to beckon the spectral figure. The chant, as described by Shadowseeker, went like this. In the moonlit night, when the stars align, whisper his name, oh so fine. Mr. Phantom, ghastly and tall, heed our call, answer our call. Hold hands tight from the ring, close your eyes, let the shadows cling. Chant his name with voices low, Mr. Phantom, come and show. In the darkness he will glide, to the chosen at bedside. Grant your wishes if you dare, but beware the price the darkness to bear. Dig deep holes under the moon's cold light, for Mr. Phantom's shadows take flight. Do as he asks, or away you go, to a place where nightmares grow. The Post warned that failure to comply with Mr. Phantom's requests would result in a fate worse than death, a disappearance into the unknown abyss. In the heart of Ravenbrook, a curious young girl named Alexis stumbled upon this unsettling tale. Intrigued by the thrill of the unknown, she gathered a group of friends to test the creepypasta story. The children met in secret, under the cover of darkness, forming a circle in the moonlit clearing at the edge of the woods. As they nervously chanted the eerie rhyme, a cold wind swept through the air. Goosebumps crawled up their arms as they felt a presence, unseen but undeniably there. The chant seemed to echo through the trees, and just as doubt began to creep in, Alexis felt a chilling touch on her shoulder. The moon hung low in the night sky as Alexis, now the chosen one, trembled under the ghostly touch of Mr. Phantom. His form was ethereal, a swirling mist of darkness that seemed to absorb the moonlight around him. The other children stared wide-eyed, a mix of fear and awe etched across their faces. Alexis, the spectral voice whispered, sending shivers down her spine. You've summoned me, now set sails to follow, on a journey guided by shadows. Obey my words, let the darkness build, and desires untold shall be fulfilled. With that, the other children were released from the eerie circle, and Alexis was left alone with Mr. Phantom. He gestured toward the ground, and from the shadows emerged a rusty shovel. Dig deep, Alexis, he intoned, his voice echoing through the still night. Dig deep holes under the moon's cold light. Your fate lies in the earth you move, and it starts tonight. Compelled by a mysterious force, Alexis began to dig. The ground was soft and the shovel cut through the soil with ease. The other children watched in silence as Alexis worked tirelessly guided by the whispers of Mr. Phantom. The holes grew deeper, forming a pattern under the moon's cold gaze. Days passed, and Alexis continued her nightly ritual. The once bustling town of Ravenbrook became shrouded in an unsettling stillness, as if the very air held its breath. Alexis's mother, concerned by her daughter's strange behavior, 
questioned her late-night activities. Mama, Alexis replied with a vacant gaze. Mr. Phantom told me to do this. It's important. Her mother, troubled and bewildered, pleaded with Alexis to stop. But the young girl seemed entranced. Her actions dictated by an otherworldly force. As the moon reached its fullest, Mr. Phantom returned to Alexis, the shadows swirling around him like a cloak. Alexis, your devotion delights, he whispered. The journey's not done. Take the final strides by the glow of moonlight. Claim your desires as the shadows conspire. He revealed a vision to Alexis, a life of unimaginable wealth success and happiness. All she had to do was follow his command without hesitation. The following night, Alexis stood by a mother's bedside, a glint of madness in her eyes. The room was still, the air heavy with anticipation. Mr. Phantom materialized beside her, urging her on. Take this knife, he whispered, end her life and bury her deep. Your wishes will be granted from within the shadow's keep. But as Alexis raised the knife, a flicker of humanity broke through. The love for her mother buried deep within, fought against the sinister command. With a sudden surge of willpower, she dropped the weapon. The room filled with an otherworldly wail as Mr. Phantom's form twisted and contorted in anger. You defy me, he hissed. The consequences are dire. As the shadows closed in, Alexa stood her ground. The love for her mother proved stronger than the allure of whispered promises and dark desires. In the heart of Ravenbrook, the night air echoed with sounds of a struggle between light and shadow. The children, once captivated by the mysterious Mr. Phantom, now faced a choice. To succumb to the darkness, or to break free from its haunting grip. The air in the room crackled with tension as Alexis faced the wrath of Mr. Phantom. The shadows around him seemed to writhe and recoil, as if disturbed by the unexpected defiance. You dare resist this pact we made? Mr. Phantom's voice echoed. The consequences will be severe, Alexis. But Alexis stood firm, her gaze unwavering. I won't do it. I won't harm my mother. Your promises are not worth the pain they bring. In that moment, the room plunged into darkness. The moon outside disappeared behind a thick veil of clouds, leaving only the dim glow of the shadows. A sinister laughter filled the air, (laughs) emanating from the angered Mr. Phantom. You think you can escape the shadow so easily? He sneered. I am ancient, and my power knows no bounds. You will regret this, Alexis. With those words, Mr. Phantom vanished, leaving Alexis alone in the darkness. The room felt heavy as if the shadows themselves were pressing down on her. Fear gripped her heart, but resolve burned bright within her. The following nights were a blur of nightmares and sleepless hours, 
Whispers echoed in Alexis's mind, taunting her with promises of doom and despair. Yet, despite the relentless torment, she refused to succumb to the darkness. In Ravenbrook, the atmosphere grew tense. The once secretive group of children that had summoned Mr. Phantom now faced a dilemma. Some were haunted by nightmares, while others wrestled with guilt over what they had unleashed upon their friend Alexis. As Alexis's mother noticed the toll the events were taking on her daughter, she sought help from the town elders. A wise old woman, well-versed in the mystical history of Ravenbrook, listened intently to the harrowing tale. There are forces beyond our understanding, the elder murmured, her eyes clouded with concern. But the strength of love and purity can sometimes break even the darkest of pacts. Alexis must face the shadows within and without to free herself. Armed with the elder's advice, Alexis delved into the ancient lore of Ravenbrook, seeking a way to break free from Mr. Phantom's grip. The children who had once been drawn into the ritual now joined forces with her, realizing the gravity of their actions. Together they uncovered a forgotten incantation, an ancient chant that held the power to banish malevolent spirits. The words were woven with threads of light, a counterbalance to the darkness that clung to Mr. Phantom. On the night of the next full moon, the group gathered in the moonlit clearing where the nightmares had begun. Holding hands once more, they chanted the newfound incantation. Spirits of light, hear our plea. Banish the shadows, set us free. Mr. Phantom, release your hold. In the moon's embrace, be unrolled. Love and purity, strong as steel. Break the pact, let darkness heal. Shadows fade and light prevails as the moonlight in our hearts unveil. As the final words echoed through the clearing, a brilliant light enveloped them. The shadows recoiled and a distant wail echoed, a sound of defeat. When the light faded, Mr. Phantom was nowhere to be seen. In the days that followed, Ravenbrook slowly returned to its normal rhythm. The air felt lighter, and the once haunting shadows seemed to retreat. Alexis, free from the clutches of Mr. Phantom, embraced her mother with tearful relief. The children, having learned a profound lesson about the consequences of tampering with the unknown, vowed to protect the town from such dark forces in the future. The moonlit clearing, once a source of terror, became a symbol of resilience and unity. But as the town settled back into its quiet routine, a whisper lingered in the wind. A reminder that the line between light and shadow is delicate, and the echoes of Mr. Phantom's haunting presence would forever linger in the memories of Ravenbrook. Dude, I really like that story. It's um, it's Ravenbrook's son, Slenderman. Yeah, it basically is. I tried not to yeah, go... Yeah, so like, a little modern I, myth-making. I wanted it to be more kind of grotesque and like ghastly and ghoulish looking, but like yeah. it, it just basically sounds like it's uh you know Slender Man sort of sorts basically. I mean, but I like it. I think I think it's super solid. In Ravenbrook, it's always Tulpa o'clock. Yeah, I, always. How how many other random? I mean, 
just even going back into like some of the stories we've done, you know, talking about Ravenbrook and some of the past, you know, past ones now. So many the, tulpas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I also, I really love that this is the first story that has really acknowledged Ravenbrook's weirdness in a material way. Yeah. Like the characters in the story, not just the narration, but the characters themselves. Like they delve into the history of the town and uncover this old incantation. And yeah. Yeah. Like, I like that a lot. I really like the, the elders aspect to it like that. Like I, I think we could yeah. really develop more on the elders and the elders be yeah. like this almost like historical society that's dealt with a lot yeah. of these like things over the past. And they're basically just like some badass like old like group of older people that have like, yeah, you know, just like dealt with a lot of these situations and, you know, can provide guidance yeah. to all the people of Ravenbrook. And that's why it's still, you know, still standing. Yeah. And that's why they still have elders, town elders, exactly. like they would have back in like the 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. But I really like that. I thought that was a, I thought that was a cool approach with it. Agreed. This story also gives really strong it vibes. I mean, which I appreciate. It doesn't, it doesn't return every, what, 27 years, but, you know. No. <laughs> but like the pack of kids and they like they they decide that they're going to protect the town in yeah. the future and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I dig that. I appreciate, you know, Ravenbrook. Ravenbrook has shades of dairy. It does. It does. I agree. I agree. I mean we're yeah. gonna maybe maybe eventually we'll just talk about like the sewage system and we'll just talk about all these uh, yeah. tunnels and stuff and we can really go into that too. Yeah. I, I could see so much we could do that. here, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's what that's what's so like awesome it. about being able to work with this with Ravenbrook and being able to like build off of this, and I think it's gonna be it's gonna be really really cool to see where where we end up with it, yeah, and to do it slowly over time, I think is yeah, huge for sure. Yeah. Well, what have you got for us today? Ooh, we're gonna take it back to these kids' parents' generation. Okay. Right. So we're we're going back a few decades. The Doll. September 20th, 1991. The chilly air of Ravenbrook held an unnatural bite on that autumn evening. As the sun dipped beneath the thick canopy of trees that encircled the Sullivan family's home, an eerie stillness settled over the landscape. Ethan Sullivan a weathered man in his mid-forties with haunted eyes and a perpetual furrow in his brow, stood by the window, peering out at the encroaching darkness. Jane? Have you seen Lily? She's not in her room. Ethan called out, his voice tinged with an edge of concern that he couldn't shake off. Jane, his wife, a woman of delicate features but a steely resolve, emerged from the kitchen with a concerned frown. She must be outside playing. You know how she loves the woods this time of year. Ethan's gaze fixed on the dense tangle of trees that loomed just beyond their yard, their skeletal branches casting elongated shadows across the dewy ground. It's too cold today. She wouldn't be out there alone, not in this weather. A chill snaked its way down Jane's spine as she joined her husband at the window. I'll go check. Maybe she's just hiding. You know how she loves her little games. Ethan nodded, 
but his hands clenched into tight fists at his side. A sign of the anxiety rising within him that his wife knew well. With a silent nod, Jane wrapped a shawl around her shoulders and made her way out into the chilling evening. The woods whispered with a sinister susurration, the rustling leaves sounding like murmurs of unseen entities. Jane called out for Lily, her voice strained and echoing through the gloom. She moved further into the thicket, her footsteps muffled by the thick layer of fallen leaves that carpeted the ground. Lily! Lily, where are you, honey? It's getting dark. Jane called, her voice faltering as she realized the growing silence that had engulfed the forest. As the darkness deepened, Ethan's anxiety turned to panic. He hurriedly donned his coat and stepped outside, scanning the lengthening shadows for any sign of his daughter. Jane! Jane, where are you? He shouted, his voice cutting through the eerie hush that had settled over the land. Moments ticked by like individual eternities, each one carrying the weight of a lifetime. Ethan's heart pounded in his chest, the desperation mounting with each passing second. Then, a faint glimmer caught his eye. Just a few yards away, nestled beneath the gnarled roots of an ancient oak, something gleamed in the fading light. Ethan's breath caught in his throat as he hurried over, his mind grappling with the surreal sight that awaited him. In the fading light, he discovered a doll, weathered and decrepit, its porcelain features contorted into a grotesque semblance of a smile. Its once vibrant dress was tattered, the fabric stained with the detritus of the forest floor. Ethan's hands trembled as he picked it up, the chill of its surface seeping into his bones. Jane! He called out, his voice strangled with fear. Jane, come quick! His wife appeared at his side, her face etched with worry that mirrored his own. Her gaze locked onto the doll and a gasp escaped her lips. Lily's, Lily's doll, what is it doing out here? Ethan's jaw clenched as he stared at the lifeless object in his hand. I don't know, but where is Lily? The forest seemed to close in around them, the encroaching darkness casting sinister shadows across their stricken faces, and in that moment, an icy realization took root in their hearts, spreading like a creeping vine of horror. The doll was all that remained of their daughter, and the woods held secrets far darker than they could ever have imagined. The night settled in with an oppressive weight, each passing minute amplifying the sense of loss and foreboding that gripped the Sullivan family. Jane clutched Lily's decrepit doll, her fingers tracing the worn fabric of its dress as though seeking solace in the familiarity of the inanimate object. Ethan paced the living room, his mind racing with desperate thoughts and unanswered questions. We have to go back out there, Ethan. We have to find her. Jane pleaded, her voice tinged with a measure of terror that he had never heard before. Ethan turned to face her, his eyes haunted by the shadows of the unknown. It's too dangerous to go out there in the dark. We do not know what lurks in those woods. 
A gust of wind rattled the windows, the sound a sinister accompaniment to the otherwise silent night. Jane shuddered, her grip tightening on the doll. We can't just sit here waiting for something to happen. We have to do something. Ethan's gaze flickered to the phone on the wall, his fingers twitching with the urge to call for help. But a lingering unease settled in his chest, a sense that no amount of external aid could quell the terror that had taken root in their lives. We'll wait until morning. Then we'll search the woods together. It's just too risky right now. Jane nodded, her eyes glistening with unshed tears. But what if... What if we find her like this doll? What if she's... Ethan's voice cracked as he pulled his wife into a tight embrace, the weight of the unknown pressing down on them both. We won't give up on her. Not yet. We'll find her, Jane, I promise. As the hours dragged on, the house creaked and groaned around them. Jane clung to the doll, unable to shake the feeling that its lifeless eyes held a secret. Some otherworldly type of awareness that watched their every move. She couldn't bring herself to set it down, as though some part of her feared what might happen if she let go. Ethan sat by the window, his gaze fixed on the dark expanse of woods that loomed just beyond their yard. His mind raced with possibilities, each one more terrifying than the last. What had taken Lily? What horror awaited them in the depths of this forest? And most unnerving of all, what connection did that doll have to their missing daughter? The night wore on and sleep eluded them both, each moment fraught with the fear of what the coming day might reveal. Dawn approached like a specter on the horizon, its feeble light offering little comfort in the face of the looming unknown. As the first rays of sunlight broke through the shroud of night, Ethan and Jane prepared themselves for the grim task ahead. With a determined grimness etched onto their faces, they readied their gear and steeled their nerves, preparing to venture into the heart of the forest to confront the horrors that awaited them and to uncover the fate of their beloved daughter, Lily. The morning brought with it a bone-chilling mist that hung low over the woods, obscuring the path ahead with a disorienting haze. Ethan and Jane forged ahead, their footsteps muffled by the damp earth beneath their feet. The forest seemed to swallow them whole. Its ancient trees reached skyward like skeletal sentinels, guarding the secrets that lay within. As they ventured deeper, the air grew heavy, pregnant with the weight of unseen forces that whispered through the underbrush. Every snap of a twig, every rustle of leaves set their hearts pounding each sound a harbinger of the unknown horrors that lurk just beyond their line of sight. Ethan, look, Jane murmured, her voice barely audible above the pervasive hush of the woods. She pointed to a trail of trampled foliage and broken branches, a path that seemed to lead deeper into the center of the forest. It's like something was dragged this way. Ethan's hands tightened, as he followed the trail, his mind racing with a tumult of emotions that threatened to overwhelm him. Keep your guard up, Jane. We don't know what we might find. The trail wound its way through a thicket of gnarled trees, 
the undergrowth growing denser with each step. The silence hung heavy around them, punctuated only by the occasional hoot of an owl or the distant rustle of some unseen creature. It was a silence that seemed to seep into their bones, infecting their thoughts with a sense of unease that refused to be shaken. And then they stumbled upon it, a clearing bathed in a sickly light that filtered through the canopy above. At its center stood a dilapidated shack, its weathered boards sagging under the weight of time. It loomed like a specter from another era, an embodiment of the darkness that had seeped into the fabric of the forest itself. Ethan's breath caught in his throat as he took in the scene before them. Jane, wait here. I'll go check inside. Jane nodded, her eyes fixed on the shack with a mixture of apprehension and dread. Ethan crept closer. He reached out and gripped the rusted doorknob and pushed the creaking door open. The interior was shrouded in darkness. The air was thick with the scent of decay and mildew and his eyes struggled to adjust to the gloom. But what he saw made his blood run cold. Lily's form lay curled in a corner, her small frame shrouded in tattered rags that barely passed for clothing. Her eyes were wide and vacant, her skin pale and marred with bruises. As Ethan rushed to her side, his heart breaking with the realization of the horrors she had endured, he felt a presence looming behind him. With a shudder, he turned to find Jane standing in the doorway, her face contorted with horror and disbelief, and in her arms, the doll, Lily's doll, stared back at him. Its porcelain eyes seemed to gleam in the unholy light. Ethan, look, Jane whispered, her voice barely audible above the distant howl of the wind. The doll, it's... Ethan's gaze locked onto the doll, a chill running down his spine. The doll's features seemed to shift, contorting into a grotesque semblance of Lily's own visage. The realization struck him with the force of a physical blow, the horror of the truth seeping into his consciousness like poison. Lily was no longer just missing. Lily was no longer just a doll left behind. Lily had become the doll, her essence trapped within its lifeless form, a prisoner to the forces that had taken her. As the shack seemed to close in around them, the walls whispering with the echoes of unspeakable secrets, Ethan gathered Lily into his arms, trying not to think about what she had been through, what series of events could have possibly left his daughter in this state. With Jane by his side, The doll clutched tightly in her grasp. They fled the darkness of the forest, their hearts heavy with the knowledge that they had escaped with their daughter, but not without the scars of the haunting ordeal that would forever linger in their minds. The unfortunate truth is that Ravenbrook holds secrets far darker than they could ever have imagined, and the Sullivan family had become forever entwined in its sinister history their lives forever haunted by the specter of the doll that had once been their daughter. Nice. I figured, I figured that was the, that was the kind of route that it was going to take. Yeah. 
but I was waiting to find out exactly how you were gonna how you're gonna do it. Yeah, I like I it. like this one. Now, uh, I a lot of a lot of this reminded me of another one of one of our previous Ravenbrook episodes where they're like venturing into like this tree system and going and like whatever whatever it was i i can't even remember right now doesn't matter but yeah like i yeah it kind of reminded me of that which i dig that a lot so apparently yeah, ravenbrook I mean, just has some like terrifying forest areas and they're just yes. <laughs> like portals to whatever yeah absolutely the the forests that surround ravenbrook sound horrifying yeah i i would never i even think i'd want to be there in the day let alone like the night right right it's um it's a setting for a lot of these stories is the forests around this town there's got to be something in these forests i wonder what's like started a lot of this like this build-up or this energy or something that has created a lot of you know these things right because yeah because we know that a lot of it came from the little girl's mask yeah Right, like it seeped into the ground and kind of took root in the town when she shattered the mask. No, did we have like a time, like a almost like a or well a timeline or like a time frame for that story? As I don't, I don't remember specifically if we did or not. I think the mask story was super early. Was it okay? Yeah, because it made like it made it made a reference to like burlap sack masks. And okay. like, so I think we're talking like turn of the century around the founding I mean, of the that town. Would be, that'd be perfect. Yeah. 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 I can't wait until we can get into like some of like the founders episodes or like stories really like dive yeah. into that and see how this town was founded, who it was founded by and the type of people and what was going on maybe at the time. I think those could yeah. make for some really cool stories. I'd love to know what was going on in Ravenbrook during the like the height of the spiritualist movement on the East yeah. coast, you know, when people are hosting seances every weekend and right. All that shit. Yeah. I mean, maybe this, there's so much history here like to go through founded by cast out witches or, yeah. you know, something like that. Like, you know, and so it has a lot of this like negative, negative energy that's built in the past or just also just, magical energy i don't know you know i'm just spitballing here could have been like the town could have been built on the site of like a a massacre or yeah you know exactly like a battlefield something like that yeah you know that'd have to be some intense battle it's not like your average your average war like that had to have been like yeah some like light and dark war or something Right? Yeah. I mean, we'll find out. I we'll find we out will, all yeah. this as we keep going. See, and that's what's going to be cool about yeah. this. It's like, I mean, we're shaping it right now. And we're what, like, what, yeah. what, it, what caused all this? Whatever else. Yeah. It's going to be awesome to see. Yeah. And how, how it develops and, and where it's from. Yeah. And we're writing the history of this town slowly over time, piece by non chronological piece. Eventually, this is going to get picked up by, by like Netflix or something. And they're just going to tell it, you know, <laughs> start a start a <laughs> yeah a mini series or just a short one run series on 
you know, Tales from Ravenbrook, where yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I'm they could it. do they could do a, a whole YA series. Yeah, like it would uh, be awesome. Like a like a horror version of uh, of uh, what the fuck's that Archie show? Riverdale. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> like a horror version of Riverdale. I mean, isn't that just the Sabrina one? Goosebumps. Sabrina hey, was, that one's really good. It's fantastic. That's very adult, though. It's not. Yeah, it's not really YA though. It's pretty fucking adult. It's it's like young adult still. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And that was in the same universe as Riverdale. It's true. So because they were in yeah, what, oh, I can't remember Glendale or something. Whatever it is, yeah. But yeah, it was in the same yeah. universe. So yeah, yeah. something like that, man. And then eventually we'll have Bear Creek. will have its own show and. Yeah. Just, you know that'll I mean, be like the yeah. the teeny bop and whatever hipsters and yeah such and such <laughs> and then they have friends with the people Dude, in <laughs> ravenbrook <laughs> yeah like one of them has a cousin that lives in yeah, ravenbrook exactly and, yeah yeah dude i'm i'm psyched for this i think mostly because i it's an outlet for fiction writing oh yeah for sure and i have yeah. been craving that so yeah, badly we don't get that out of our our episodes i mean yeah we might make like a fictional story based on you know what's going on or like yeah. the gone ghost and story stuff like that like yeah yeah we'll make like a fictionalized but story it's all, but it's based but it's off all of steeped in research exactly yeah exactly this is full i mean whatever we want to happen yeah. and whatever we want to build and we can we can just go for it yeah and that's I'm, yeah, I'm psyched. So yeah, same, same. I think this is an I'm really awesome, excited as to where it goes. Awesome introduction into getting this series started off. Um, again, if you haven't, if you want to go back, you haven't listened to the previous Friday Night Fright episodes that we did. Uh, we started, I believe, I believe the September 27th or 29th was the very first one. Getting uh, started with spooky season. Listen, uh, listen throughout the month. So to get at least some of what we've talked about Ravenbrook up to this point, and then start listening to this episode or these uh, episodes weekly. Um, yeah, we haven't. Uh, yeah. I, I think we haven't. We haven't really flushed out or hashed out like a hundred percent release schedule yet, but they will be weekly. Yeah, on, absolutely. On this series, and, so. and if you're. <clears throat> If you're a f- big fan of the Friday Night Fright format, that is not going away completely. So we're going to be doing, at least once a month, we're going to be doing an old school Friday Night Fright. Yep. Where we're telling stories not related to Ravenbrook, just horror stories. And we're, it's going to be that loose, fun, chill format. Yeah. So. You, those are still coming. We're still going to have fireside chats for those of you that like the interview format. Absolutely. And then lots more tales from Ravenbrook. And also our yeah. normal show because that's never going away. Uh, but just of a course. lot more content you for can, you guys. Yeah. You can always count on a deep dive on Tuesdays. So that'll, that'll never change. But if you dig this, this whole idea with Ravenbrook, with the um, the building of this world, hit us up on socials let's talk about it like we're we're open to ideas it's i mean we'd love to you know get some input all right cool i think uh i think that's gonna do it for our inaugural episode 
of Tales from Ravenbrook, Mr. Phantom and the Doll.